Our emotions are a wonderful gift, but they can also be really misleading. They're not really our guide. They're helpful, but they're not ultimately always going to lead us. And sometimes I think emotions actually help us in making good decisions. Mm. But I also think emotions can lead us down some really wrong and, and hard paths. Hey, welcome to the Indoubt Podcast. I'm Isaac, your host. Uh, this week, we're starting a mini-series on faith, devotion, and music. Uh, for the next two weeks, I'm going to be chatting with uh, two frontmen of two kind of popular worship artists. Uh, that's Zach Bolin from Citizens and Saints, uh, as well as Jonathan Ogden from Rivers and Robots. And I'm really, I'm really pumped about this. They're two of some of my favorite bands, so I'm pretty excited about that. But anyways, this week, we're going to be hearing from Zach from Citizens and Saints. And it's just a great personal, kind of genuine conversation on life, as well as just devotion to God. But before we get into that, that, um, conversation. Uh, I should say that, like, uh, Apologize Canada. It's a great organization. Um, two of the guys there, Andy Steiger and Steve Kim, they're friends of mine. Uh, they've been, uh, they've done stuff with us. Uh, we've partnered together to do different things together. And uh, yeah, we go back to like even Bible college. I wasn't a, a student with them, but they definitely taught me. Uh, so, anyways, they're just they're just really good guys. Um, they have an annual conference coming up called the Apologetics Canada Conference. We've been there two years now, and it's just been a lot of fun, and we're going again in the next couple weeks. Uh, this conference is really one of those must-go-to conferences when it comes to conferences. This this year, they have people like Dr. Frank Turek and Dr. Christopher Yuan and, and so many more speaking about just really important topics of our day. And on top of that, you know, top of great speakers and stuff like that. They have great breakout sessions. It's, it's a fun environment. There's also a great bookstore, things like that. Anyways, we're going to be there, and we'd love for you to come as well. It's at Northview Community Church in Abbotsford, British Columbia. And to find out how to register and just find out more info about it, you can go to apologeticscanadaconference.com. Anyways, let's move into the conversation we have with Zach Boland from Citizens and Saints. Well, I'm super pumped to be talking with Zach Boland today from Citizens and Saints. It's a band from Seattle who write and record songs for God's glory. At least that's what comes across anyway. But anyways, thanks for coming on the show today, Zach. Yeah, thanks, Isaac. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, your your latest album, uh, Amir Dimly, uh, that came out. That was last year, correct? That's uh, yeah, it came out in uh, September. September. Last year. That's right. Yep. Um, and I gotta say, it's, it, it has been a, a gift. I was actually just talking with uh, my brother-in-law a little while ago, who's a worship pastor in Vancouver, and and we mm. were saying that uh, Amir Dimly is the kind of album where, at least for us, you know, we just we just want to be able to, you know, for driving somewhere, we just want to listen to good music, but at the same time, like solid theologically, but at the same time, not just straight congregational, you know, Keith and Kristen Getty kind of sound. So, <laughs> so I gotta say, Absolutely. your your album did that. So I, I'm really I'm really pumped about that. So yeah. thank you. That's great to hear. I mean, that's definitely one of the values we had. We just we wanted to feel we wanted the record to really just feel like something that people could just personally listen yeah. to and not necessarily need to be sort of this gathered thing, yeah. but also that there could be the trade-off too of listening to it in a group and finding sort of camaraderie and solace and knowing that we're human and, and experience lots of things in life like doubt or e even just really great moments of faith too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool to hear that, it, that it's been like that for you. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And as you say that the whole, you know, doubt and things like that, you know, I would just even reading through Psalms and my daily reading plan, it's like, that is what God calls us to be. We have to be mm -hmm. open like that, to be able to yeah. lament. And, yeah. you know, like in Psalm 44, the sons of Korah even say, wake up, God. And I'm like, well, God never sleeps. Like, and he just wants us to be <laughs> real, right? So yeah. I think that's yeah. that's really cool. Um, 
to, to our listeners, Zach has graciously allowed me to talk with him for a bit today, uh, just for a short time, on what it's like um, to grow in devotion to the Lord while just in the midst of busyness in life, especially in our culture, and especially for Zach as, you know, full-time musician. So anyways, first of all, Zach, um, if people, you know, a lot of people maybe have heard of Citizens and Saints, but they don't know who you are, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, as well as, you know, when did you kind of realize uh, or sense Jesus sort of calling you to himself? Yeah, so I grew up, um, I live in Seattle, Washington right now with my wife and uh, and four kids. Um, We have two boys and two girls. And, uh, I, I, but I, my life obviously started a little bit before all that too. And so I, I grew up in, on the East coast of the States in the state of Maryland. And, um, I grew up in a small church there and, um, I was always around musicians and, uh, different people in my family that would sing. And it seemed like every holiday there'd be a time where everyone, everyone, or at least until you're too cool, you know, too cool <laughs> yeah, of a teenager yeah. to do it. Totally All the that. cousins <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> aunts and uncles would gather around and we'd sing songs and stuff like that. So I have that as a part of my, uh, of, of, you know, just upbringing, which was really special. Hmm. And then, um, in high school, um, I, that's when I'd say I, I really started to follow Jesus and, okay. and walk with him prior to that. Um, you know, for the eight years prior to that, my dad, he had died when I was six. And so I'd been, you know, and that was a really tragic death, um, which death, you know, it seems that it always is, um, in most cases. And so, um, uh, it was very sudden. And so I I really dealt with a lot of things from that. And I still do personally today, but God used his death, um, and just the suffering to sort of not to sort of, but to show me yeah. um, that I was loved by God and wow. that he was with me and that, um, you know, I didn't need to be living for, you know, a man that wasn't going to come back, you know? Yeah. Wow. And so I, uh, so out of that, I really think that that's kind of when even music really started to take off for me. Okay. Um, as far as my interests go, I had done piano lessons and started playing guitar for a lot of years, but I, I was really intrigued by at that point wanting to sort of talk about my faith, and mm. one of the ways that I knew to do that was through music. Cool. I went to a public high school that was primarily—I uh, mean, there just weren't really many Christians there, yeah. and so so it was really interesting to have this band that everyone in my school knew about, but they also knew that we were a Christian band. If, hmm. You know, now, now I kind of wince at calling, you know, like at the idea of saying that we're a Christian band, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but I, but back then it was like a really cool thing to say, I guess. I don't know. Sure, but, yeah. um, what was the name of the band? Oh my goodness. We had a lot of names. The okay. worst of them all was great Scott though. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. We'd been watching back to the future and thought, Oh yeah, that'll be a great band name. And oh, then yeah. we kind of went with it as a joke. And then from that point, all of our friends just called us that. So just like, kind of stuck. Hey, you know what? It's catchy. People get to it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah dude. It was, it was, it, we were not good. We were yeah. terrible. Uh, but anyway, pe- people, friends and family really sat through a lot of hard, hard, uh, uh, nights, I'll tell you. But, um, but anyway, so from there I, you know, kind of God really, I think really used music a lot to, and, mm. and continues to, to teach me how to, um, I don't know, just to engage with, 
in a lot of ways, like my emotions, culture, but also with him as well. Um, And I think too, it's through my love for music that God has really shown me um, how vast um, the ways are that we can even connect with him. Yeah. I think that, I think that in the church we say, Oh, well we don't just worship through music, but I think we still use language that would make that kind of reinforces that idea. And that, and that's not helpful, I don't think. And so it's really nice to, you know, see when you get to that place and anyone, you know, who's listening and I'm sure you feel the same where you realize, oh, wow, there's so many ways that God, like so, God's given a, gifted us with so many ways to connect with him. So, yeah. but, but for me, music has definitely been one of those. So, that's really cool. Um, so yeah. And then from there, I just kind of <laughs> kept doing music and, yeah. and uh, you know, kind of brought me out to, to where we are out here in Seattle. I don't know. That's awesome. So back when you were in, in high school doing music, like, did you sort of consider yourself as like doing this as a career when you were, when you were younger? Like, did you, did you see yourself doing that? I mean, anyone, any teenager girl or boy with a guitar and a band and high school, I would say for the most part has aspirations of going, going big time. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Totally. (laughs) But you know, what's funny is that, uh, I had this, I have this very distinct memory of when I was in high school. Yeah. I think I was in ninth or 10th grade. Um, and I was at this big festival and it, was, it was predominantly Christian bands. Okay. And I can remember like leaning over to my aunt and telling her like, one day I'm going to do that. Okay. And wow. I think at the time I thought to myself, at the time, the thing that was really appealing to me was like, oh, the big crowd and this big band and you're like this rock star thing. And uh, it's just kind of crazy when I think back on it, like, whoa, that was a desire that I had. Yeah. And God totally redeemed that desire. And yeah. now it's like completely different. It's like, I don't. I don't want to do it for the reasons that I, I thought I wanted to, like, right. you know, 15 years ago, or, yeah. you know, that, yeah, that's yeah. more than that, you know, tw- totally. almost 20 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of cool that God, it's just a reminder, like in a little way, you know, depending on where your theology is in this, but mm-hmm. I think there is something about God, you know, we sort we have these desires and then with hindsight, it's pretty remarkable if you were to just sit down and really think about how many things these dreams that we've had yeah. and hopes that God has brought to fruition is redeemed, probably, yeah. yeah. And probably not in the way we anticipated. Right. But it's really humbling when it's like, Whoa, yeah. God brought me to that place, but he also saved me from myself because if I had been the one getting there, yeah. it would have been really bad. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's, I definitely have that, that I had that desire when I was young and it's yeah. really cool to no, that's really cool. get to do it now. And in a way that, is way more fulfilling than it would have been if I yeah. had gone with my 14-year-old desires. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, that's – and, you know, that's it's funny. It's As you're saying that, I'm totally reminded. Uh, just in the fall, I had the privilege of chatting with uh, Josh White, and he was uh, – he's from yeah. Portland. Yeah, and he has a similar kind of thing. Like, he, he wanted to really make it in the music industry for the kind of the wrong reasons, you know, and he tried and he tried and tried, and then finally the Lord, you know, took him, and now he's doing it again, but, you know – uh, with that redeemed sense, and it's just beautiful to yeah. see God working that way. So that's neat. That's cool that God is working that in His children on earth. Totally, it's really really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just want to move on to the next one. I know because we have such a short time, I'd love to just keep talking about these things. But yeah, let's we'll, do it. We'll push on. So, at least personally, <laughs> uh, for me, I find it fascinating when I'm reading, um, say, whoever, church fathers, Puritans, whoever, and I'm reading about these traditions of them devoting themselves 
to the Lord. So, you know, maybe I'm reading some Edwards or Spurgeon or whoever. Yeah. And, and you read about, you know, like how they devoted themselves to God in the midst of their crazy busy lives. And just recently I was reading about Spurgeon's life and I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy was nuts. <laughs> he did so much. So I guess my yeah. question for you, and I'm not like trying to, I'm not comparing you to anybody like that. Don't worry. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah I'm <laughs> sure that that's just out there right now. Um, you know, obviously Citizens and Saints has become quite popular for great reasons. I love that. And, you know, as one of the members of the band, what what is your devotional life sort of looked like and shaped into in the midst of, I just, I can imagine very busy schedules, practices, travel, family, you know, four kids. Like, how does how does your devotional life really look, at, uh, look like? You know, it's interesting. So when the band started, we were a part of a church. And then up to that point, I'd spent the past, I don't know how many years that would have been almost eight years working at churches. Okay. And, and that was sort of unintentional. I, I never wanted to necessarily go into vocational ministry. Right. But I do remember as a young, you know, being in high school, like God definitely calling me to ministry, but not necessarily vocational. Mm. Uh, but I did for a couple of years and that was really, it was fulfilling and also cool. really heart, heartbreaking in certain ways too. Mm. Uh, but, um, you know, it was funny coming out of it though. Not funny actually, but <laughs> more, more just, a hard thing. It, it was that coming out of working at the church, I, I kind of realized that a lot of my devotional or my devotion to God was built around a like a job versus mm. a desire. And so I kind of spent yeah. a period of time where I was really wrestling through that and yeah. praying through that. And that's actually, even with Amir Dimly, um, a lot of the doubt and stuff that I was experiencing really was out of that. Yeah. And then you kind of fast forward to now and I feel, you know, it's been really cool. Like my wife and I talk about this a lot you know, for the past, you know, couple of years to just, it's felt really fulfilling to just read my Bible and talk to God and pray and come as I am and not feel like I need, I need to do that out of some duty to right. something, to something else that like, that's just what God is. That's, that's like a gift that God has given yeah, me an opportunity yeah. to, to come before him. Like I think about in Luke where Jesus has, you know, He's, he's just healed somebody yeah. and these, and it says, you know, these crowds started to gather, mm. but, but he just, you know, would find moments to sort of, yeah to get away and pray and find right. places of isolation. Yeah. And that just really kind of blew my mind that here Jesus is. And you'd think, wait, Jesus should be healing all these people. Yeah. Do ministry, was, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that wasn't his, that was part of the reason he came to heal people, but that wasn't the main reason he came. He came to proclaim a coming kingdom. And so, yeah. Part of doing that was having his being devoted to God, the Father, and being and seeing that his greatest source of strength and peace and rest yeah. and joy all came from that. That's so good. And that's been really like just really uh, instrumental for me to see that you know my primary responsibility is to, is to, is to make is to create space where I'm listening and, and communing with God. Yeah. And practically, Zach, like, what is that? What does that look like for you? Because I mean, I, and I mean, I, there's not one sort of external way that, you know, is lined out in the Bible for us, what we need to do to have a devotional time. I'm obviously praying and, and reading the word is part of it. But like, do you separate yourself from like everyone and sort of be in your own space to do this or? Well, you know, it was four kids, uh, you know, especially at home. <laughs> uh, a lot of times I got to get up really early and that's what my wife and I do. Cool. They go to, they get up at, you know, six thirty. So we usually try and get up at least, at least 30 minutes before they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> also, um, 
when when the band is traveling i mean it's more of kind of more of a fluid organic thing i mean mm. we we're just talking to someone about this the other day how in a lot of ways you know when we're traveling together it's almost like church in a way because mm. for us like we're really we just see how needy we are for that community yeah. um, and how how important it is that all of us are um pursuing god and so you know, it's always really encouraging to me, you know, right? It, it, and it's not just before we play, but a lot of times it seems to be the case where, you know, someone's got a passage of scripture that they were reading that day they want to share with everybody. Or, yeah. you know, someone's sending out an email reminding us of something or a text or yeah. there's a conversation that's really, you can just tell like the Holy Spirit's really a part cool. of that or they're telling yeah, a story. Yeah, yeah. So I just think like that's probably been the coolest way is just trying to not uh, isolate devotion with God to just specific moments in a day, mm. but to really just pray constantly for yeah. an open mind and to be ready to receive that. Yeah. And, and that's been a pretty, pretty, pretty cool thing. What, 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 what I'm hearing from you, uh, Zach, which is pretty cool is like this idea that instead of just, uh, I guess you could say in one sense, it'd be easier just to a lot. Okay. For this hour of the day, I'm going to be, you know, focusing on devotion, devotion to the Lord, you know, and then for the rest of the day, yeah. I'm doing my job. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But what I'm hearing from you is like, you know, be attentive to the spirit all the time. Like Paul says, pray without totally. ceasing, like be attentive so that when that person says a scripture, when that email comes up with an encouragement or this or that, it's like, you're constantly in this, like you said, a fluid, very organic, you know, devotion to the Lord throughout the entire day, which is actually a really neat concept. Yeah, and I think it's and it's even probably both and at least it is yeah. for me. I mean, because I also feel like if I don't have structured time, it's really easy for me to just get a little too distracted, and so oh, I have sure. to be pretty intentional about even having that. But I mean, I think that's. I, I mean, if there's one thing that being a parent has taught me, it's it's that. <laughs> that is <laughs> you, awesome. You have to really be open and and yeah. ready every day, and know that like. You're usually probably running on like a half to like quarter to maybe empty tank, you know, just being tired and exhausted from different things. So it's, you're quickly humbled. That's that's good. (laughs) Daily by a lot of things. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, To move on to a different kind of question, it's just something that popped in my head. I think a lot of people would have questions about it. Um, The the question is this, do do you personally um, put up any kind of safeguards, let's say, or boundaries to sort of protect yourself from the, you know, the negative effects that can come from, let's say, stardom or popularity. Because, I mean, when you do a show, you have a lot of people that really want to talk to you and see you and hear you and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, temptation to self-glory and pride, like, if this one, it's a very honest and open question. So I just want to ask, like, do you personally, like, do you, is that something you kind of struggle with? Or do you put up safeguards, boundaries to help you? Or maybe you don't. And that's great, too. <laughs> you know, uh, probably one of the biggest safeguards, if you will, yeah. that we as a band collectively are united in yeah is that we're not we're not like we're not on a mission to um become the next biggest band nor are we we really try and view every opportunity and everything that we do not as we don't want to view it as a stepping stone Hmm. but rather just grateful and content for where god has us yeah that's not to say that we stay in that place all the time, I mean, there's definitely moments where, oh yeah, you know, it's tempting, you know, like you have a really great 
a, you know, a really great turnout and a great show. And it's like, Oh man, that was the best. If it could be like that every time. And then, and then it causes you on the next time you have a show where it's not that great. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe I mess up a song or there aren't a ton of people there or it doesn't sound like people are very excited. All of a sudden you start comparing these things yeah. and it just gets into like really messy territory. Yeah. And I think in, entitlement in some ways too, of like, Oh man. And I just, I don't, um, I think, you know, God has been gracious to to me and humbling me in sometimes kind of <laughs> more public ways, you know, uh, in that kind of regard. Like, yeah. you know, thinking, uh, you know, being in a headspace of, you know, oh, man, this is going to be a great show. And then going out there and like totally botching the song, singing it in the wrong key or something like that. Like, no. I've done that more times than I'd like to admit. But oh, <laughs> since we're being honest here. Yeah, hey, so, come on. I mean, good. again, I think God just saving me from myself in a lot of ways. But at the same time, you know, I think and it's not like this for everybody. Some people are maybe a little bit more on their own in what they do. But I think for us in the band, yeah. we just really value holding each other to that. And so That's every awesome. decision we make, you know, it's like, especially big ones. Hey, there's a big tour coming up. You know, we've, we've turned down every single major tour that we've ever been offered. And most of that's just because... Um, and that's not to say we won't accept one in the future, maybe, but so far we have. And that's just because it just hasn't, none of them have yet to really align with our priorities yeah. and the values that we feel like God's called us to. And that's that that's so we're good. just, we're not, look, we're not trying to get to the big time. We're totally content with where God has us. Yeah. And that's not to say that there aren't days where we're like, oh man, I'd rather not have to, you know, do this one thing or do that. But at the end of the day, like when I look at it in its entirety, yeah. like this is a, this is a really wonderful thing that God is called us to and so that that's huge and then the other thing i would say too maybe i'm answering this question too long oh no it's great it's great that's huge is just the stories that for sure keeps you in the right headspace because Mm. when people come to you and share a story of a way that a song is specifically spoken to them how god's used it how they have been encouraged by it like that just immediately it's like oh yeah this is why we do this that's really like we do this because we're yeah. we're we're not an extension of the body we are a part we're, we are you know we're all a part of the body yeah. and so it's like we're not some separate thing yeah we are we're like you know the elbow or the yeah. hand or whatever sure. the finger yeah. whatever you want to call it you know it's like <laughs> that's who we are and so yeah. i think when, when our perspective is that especially yeah it's just it's way more enjoyable you yeah know? Um, no, for sure and so yeah. and that's probably different than maybe for some other bands that but you know that are doing stuff but for us like we feel really comfortable with saying that we're a band that you know is writing music for we're writing music for all people yeah. but specifically it's probably going to be mostly encouraging to those in the body of christ yeah that that's so good and the last question i almost feel like it's a little bit redundant I'm, i was going to ask you like what's one thing you, you know you've learned from growing in your devotion to jesus that you could share but i i i almost feel like you might you might just kind of say that whole idea of making it a fluid throughout your day um <laughs> sort of thing but i don't know if you want to add anything to that in, anything to that but i mean people always want to know uh they want to know how they can grow in their devotion to jesus so i don't know if anything jumps out into your mind right now that you could sort of share from your own walk uh and experience in life so I'm going to borrow something for a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good. So uh, the pastor of the church that I'm a part of, um, he he was he was talking. Um, he was preaching from Luke and uh, in particular uh, John the Baptist. Hmm. And um, when 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 Luke is is in particular describing the ministry of John the Baptist, okay. and um, <clears throat> he's just saying how you know a lot of times. 
in our culture, we go a little too much on feeling. Hmm. So it's sort of like, this feels right. This doesn't feel right. And he kind of brought up the point that like our, you know, one of the beauties of trusting in God and following him is that we can keep walking even when things don't feel right and trust that, that in that process, God will, you know, bring clarity and, and bring peace in it all, even if it doesn't necessarily feel right in the moment. Right. And that's been a really, you know, when I thought about that, it's like, whoa, okay. I see the temptation in myself to constantly be a feeler. It's like, oh man, I don't really, I don't feel like I'm getting this right now. So I don't mm. want to have anything to do with it. Or I don't feel like singing or I don't, I don't know, feel like praying, whatever it is. Yeah. But just realizing that there is a really healthy aspect to just, being disciplined and doing yeah, those things. That's so good. Even when, uh, when we're not feeling it. And so I, I'd say like, honestly, when I look back on the course of my life, I've experienced the most joy in the times when I've been the most disciplined hmm. and just, and, and that can mean anything, yeah. not anything, but that can mean a lot of things to different people. Sure. So it's, it's not really like a rule. It's yeah. just more a, a mentality. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more a posture. And, uh, and I do th- believe that, um, our emotions can are a b- wonderful gift. Yeah. Obviously, they are because if they weren't, then I wouldn't be making music. Yeah, but exactly, yeah. um, but they can also be really misleading, mm. and and they're not really our guide. You know, That's good. they're helpful. They're helpful, but they're not ultimately always going to lead us. And sometimes I do. And sometimes I think emotions actually help us in making good decisions. Mm. But I also think emotions. That's why they're finicky because sometimes they can lead us down some really wrong and, and hard paths. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's important just to, I was, t- I was using this image the other day. I was ex- explaining to my daughter. I'm like, you know, in a lot of ways, sometimes we talk about the heart and God speaks to our hearts. But I think in a lot of ways too, let's not discredit. It. I was like, imagine your head is the soil, you know, and God's mm. planting this seed into your mind yeah. and, and you're thinking about it. And then it goes down into your heart and it's in your heart where it actually yeah. takes root and becomes something more. That's good. Like I, I genuinely believe like, I don't think that we should discredit the minds that God has given us. Like I wholeheartedly believe that God uses the mind yeah. as well and helping us understand and grow in our knowledge of his love. Obviously, that's so good. Minds to do that. But also even in conversion, I just think that's a part of it. And it's like yeah. God's planting that seed and it's in our hearts where like the true, the true fruit begins to, yeah. begins to replicate and, and, and produce. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, I, I would say like we only get there through faithful obedience. And yeah. part of that is just doing things even when we don't feel it. That's so good. Zach, thank you so much. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, Hey, uh, if someone wants to learn more about citizens and saints, like, I mean, this is kind of a cheesy question, but I hear it all the time in podcasts, right? Like what should they do? But I mean, obviously yeah. you guys have a, a presence on the web, uh, on your website. Uh, but is there anything else you could encourage them to, uh, to do? Yeah, I, I'd lo- I'm pretty big on this kick right now. You can go to citizensandsaints.com and you can follow what we do. But uh, as an aside as well, I mean, you know, streaming is kind of a big thing right now, but just know that, uh, you know, it's really, it means a ton when you go out and buy a band's record, not just ours, support music. It's a huge thing. It keeps cool. this artist realm uh, continuing, but it also just means that, you know, uh, we can we can keep making music and, and support our families. And, you know, in particular with Citizens, like I said, we're not, 
we're not aiming to make lots of money or, or yeah. anything like that. We're grateful for whatever God gives us. But cool. I also believe that God provides through you guys too. So thanks for supporting what we do. That's awesome. Hey, and uh, the last thing, Zach, uh, your latest album's on vinyl as well, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay, good. We just want to make sure that's out there so people yeah, can know grab it. Uh, for that as well. Okay, well, <laughs> hey, Zach, thank you so much for taking some time of your day to chat with me. Cool. Thank you so much, Isaac. Take care. You know, personally, it was the practice of making the entire day, you know, a devotional period that really hit me in this conversation. You know, we can have times allotted for specific and intentional uh, devotion, and that's great. You know, in fact, quick plug, you know, ever since we had uh, Tim Mackey on the show from The Bible Project, uh, he introduced us to the Read Scripture app. And if you don't know what that is, definitely go onto your app store and check it out. I use it every single day. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. But anyways, it's good to have a lot of time. But also, as Zach was talking about, you know, discipline your mind to exercise a devotional heart all throughout the day. And you're going to be obviously pleasantly surprised at how often you're going to notice the Spirit's work in and through everything going on in your day. Anyways, that wraps up the Indo podcast. To connect with us during the week, you can head to our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page to tell us a story, you know, give us a suggestion of a topic or guest, or maybe you just want to say hi. Just email us at info at indoubt.ca. For all our other resources and past episodes, go to indoubt.ca. Also, if the Indo podcast is something you enjoy on a weekly, maybe monthly, or just once in a while kind of basis, um, you should consider helping us out financially. The Indo podcast and everything else we do at Indoubt um, isn't run by some sort of funds or profit that we've gained. Um, we're a charity and we're just run solely based off people like you. So even if you're able to give, you know, five or ten dollars, it just means a lot to us. If this interests you, just head to indo.ca and click the donate button. And if you're one of our American listeners, do the same thing, but just be sure to click on the for US residents button. Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we talk with Jonathan Ogden from Rivers and Robots. In Doubt is a ministry of Back to the Bible Canada. For more podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit backtothebible.ca slash in doubt.